Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk, and it's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven to Save Lives org is their website. We have more basketball to talk about. We're going to talk about IU, Purdue's difficult loss earlier tonight. Uh, so we're going to continue to talk about high school semi-states. Right now, though, the man with all the info on all these games is Network Indiana's Brad Huber. And thank you, Coach. Good evening, everybody, here as we are in the midst of a lot of basketball around the state and the country. Let's begin with the Indiana Hoosiers, who are in action right now in Albany, New York. The Hoosiers lead Kent State 19-14, approaching the midway point of half number one as Ray's Thompson leads all scorers with 10 points. The Purdue Boilermakers, uh, the headline story tonight, become the second number one seed in NCAA tournament history. The fall to a 16 seed, Farley Dickinson, 63-58. to The Boilers were 5-26 of from beyond the arc in this game and a poor shooting night. And here's how it sounded on TNT, the final call from that game earlier today in Columbus. The lob, and that will do it. So 63-58, Farley Dickinson gets the win. They will move on to the second round and play either Memphis or FAU. Right now in the second half, Memphis leads Florida Atlantic 39-35. NAIA basketball tonight, Indiana Tech will play for a national championship. They come from behind to beat Georgetown, Kentucky, 80-71, including a 23-7 run in the second half. They will play College of Idaho, who beat Quaz, Arizona, 73-72. That national championship game will be tomorrow. On the women's side, the NCAA Women's Tournament is underway now for the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. They had no issues with Southern Utah today in South Bend, 82-56. They'll play Mississippi State on Sunday in round number two. The winner of that game will head to the Sweet 16 in Greenville, South Carolina. Maddie Westbeld had 20 points for the Irish. The IU women's Hoosiers get underway tomorrow. They will play Tennessee Tech, first number one seed in the history of the Indiana women's program, 11.30 a.m. tip-off. The winner of that game will play the winner of Miami, Florida, and Oklahoma State on Monday night. That game will tip right after Indiana and Tennessee Tech. ECHL hockey ongoing tonight. The Toledo Walleye defeat the Indy Field in overtime, 3-2. The Field did score a goal with a minute 15 left in regulation to tie it, but Toledo scored less than a minute into overtime to win it, 3-2. The Fort Wayne Comets scored four goals in the third period, and they beat the Kalamazoo Wings 5-3. Tomorrow, a busy day of semi-state basketball across the state. Let's run it down. Class 4A in Michigan City. It'll be Fort Wayne Wayne against Kokomo at 11 Eastern. Penn will play Hamlin Central to follow. 
Delta will play Glenn in the first game in Elkhart. In 3A, Northwood will play Fort Wayne Bishop Doinger. 2A in Logansport, it'll be Gary 21st Century against Fort Wayne Blackhawk Christian, followed by Wapahani and Lewis Cass. And 1A at Lafayette Jeff Southwood will play Fountain Central at 10, followed by Marquette Catholic and Couts. To the south we go, Newcastle Fieldhouse. Brownsburg will play Jennings County in the first 4A semi-state. That will follow, be, uh, be followed by Ben Davis and Bloomington North. 3A in Seymour at the Lloyd East Scott Gymnasium. Scottsburg will play North Davies, followed by Garen Catholic and Beach Grove. Southport Fieldhouse will host Class 2A. Brownstown Central will play Cena, followed by Park Heritage and Linton Stockton. And at the historic Hatchet House in Washington, Indianapolis Lutheran will play the Goatee. Jackson Dell will play Rock Creek. All the championship games will be played in the evening. Of course, this is the first year of the new format where you have one regional and two semi-state games to reach Gamebridge uh, Fieldhouse, which will host the state championship games next Saturday. So a busy weekend of high school and college uh, basketball across the state. Hope you can get out and support your favorite team across the state of Indiana. Of course, Indiana State will be in the CBI with Luke Moore just talked about in Daytona Beach, round one tomorrow morning. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Brad Huber, how are you tonight? I'm doing well, Coach. How are you tonight? Better than Purdue, that's for <laughs> sure. I think everybody's doing better than Purdue fan, Purdue and Purdue yeah. fans tonight. It's a tough night. You know what? It's uh, they, they had a, 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 a tremendous basketball season, tremendous team. Um, um, give credit where credit is due to Fairleigh Dickinson. They had a great game plan. Uh, they outplayed the Boilers. Um, and, you know, the question obviously people would ask is how can you be the number one seed and lose to a, a 16 seed? Well, historically we know it doesn't happen very often. Now this is the second time. But um, it, it's um, it happens in large part because the Boilers for the entire year have had difficulty knocking down jump shots. And it, it, and it got them at the wrong time. I mean, think about it. You know, what What are they, um, 5 of 26 from 3? Will not win you a lot of, of basketball games. And I always try to look at it, too, from the matchup standpoint. The old coach in me says matchups. Purdue's young guards played young tonight, as a matter of fact, uh, but got victimized by a, a backcourt for Farley Dickinson that was quick, was aggressive, uh, put pressure on them at offensively and defensively. And when you have great guard play down the stretch, as fairly Dickinson had, and you have suspect guard play that the Boilers had, I think you know what's going to happen. And, again, I just uh, these things do happen. They're disappointing. They're hard to explain. They're hard to accept. Um, but that's, in my mind, that's what makes this tournament so exciting and so wonderful. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you might as well just throw the seedings out the window when you come to the NCAA tournament because, right. like you mentioned, the second 16 to be the one. We also had a 15 seed upset a two seed yesterday when Princeton beat Arizona. So right. we've had a lot of big upsets and a 14 beat a three in this NCAA tournament also. So, you know, these teams, especially the teams from smaller conferences, feel like they have something to prove and you cannot 
take one game for granted in this tournament because you'll get beat. You can't look ahead to the next step until you play the one in front of you because there may not be a next step. And as it showed for Purdue today, they may have been looking ahead to Memphis and and FAU, which I think everybody thought was going to be a tough matchup. But, uh, yeah, it's just shocking for all the uh, Purdue fans out there. Uh, You know, feel bad for them tonight for sure. But, uh, you know, hopefully this team will regroup and, you know, they'll have a lot of players back going into next season. You mentioned young front court. You know, Zach Eady, I believe, will be back as well. I'm not sure he'll go to the NBA draft. But, right, uh, right. So they may have a lot of talent coming back. And yeah. Who knows in this day and age? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's true. You, you, the you, transfer portal yeah. and all of that, you just right. never know. You really don't. And I, and I think the other, the other interesting thing to me, know a little bit about the business, uh, these types of ups, upsets don't necessarily surprise me anymore in a sense that, you know, they were unheard of, obviously, uh, for a long time. You're on neutral court. You know, this is just the, the pure – Simple fact. You're on a neutral court with, in large part, neutral officials. So during the regular season and during conference play, you know, uh, officials are assigned by conference offices. There's a reason why home teams win 70% of the time in non-conference play. There's no way. So what you have is neutral court is huge, literally uh, officials who are fighting uh, professionally to move on to the next round. They're going to be judged on everything they do. And so they're going to give you a better effort than they would in regular season. And so the the, the, the balance is there in terms of fairness. The, these, uh, these NCAA games, as they should be and are, are not determined by big school, small school. They're determined by what you do on the court. They're not determined by what the name on the front of your jersey says, as they are during a regular season and conference play, so to speak. And so um, I'm a big believer in the fact that you get neutral court, neutral officials. Um, yeah, and you've got a pretty good team. You can, you can go out there and compete against anybody. And, yeah. and the, the biggest thing is getting your kids to understand that and get your kids to believe they can actually beat people. And I will tell you what, the way Fairleigh Dickinson played from the start, they believed 100% that they could win. Well, you look at Tobin Anderson, their head coach, what he said after their win on Wednesday in the first four game, you know, said, we can go out and beat Purdue. And you thought it might light a fire under Purdue's rear end to kind of come out and use that as a bait to right. uh, to play right. well. But he really made his guys believe after they won on Wednesday in that first four game that they could go out and slay a giant in Purdue. And this team played like they could, uh, you know, believe they could win. And uh, that's half the battle right there. He's Brad Huber. He's coming up in just a couple of minutes with another scoreboard update on Indiana Sports Talk. NCAA tournament basketball ongoing right now. The Indiana Hoosiers, a four seed in the Midwest region, lead the Kent State Golden Flashes 26-20, 5.44 to go in the first half of play. Ray Thompson having a very good night. He's got 10 points for the Hoosiers in that one. The winner of that game will play on Sunday against Miami of Florida 
who defeated Drake 63 to 56 earlier tonight in Albany, New York. The big story tonight was what Coach and I were just talking about. 16 seed Farley Dickinson becomes the second ever 16 seed to beat a one seed in the first round of the NCAA tournament. They beat Purdue 63 to 58. The Boilers were only five of 26 from beyond the arc. Zach Eady still had a good game though. Individually, 21 points, 15 rebounds for him. Sean Moore for Farley Dickinson, 19 points. And Farley Dickinson will advance on to the second round of the NCAA tournament in Columbus and take on either Florida Atlantic or Memphis. Memphis leads 47-44 midway through the second half. Congratulations to Indiana Tech as they will play for an NAIA National Championship coming up tomorrow. They beat Georgetown, Kentucky 80-71. They'll play College of Idaho who squeaked by Quaz, Arizona 73-72. So Indiana Tech, College of Idaho for the NAIA National Championship tomorrow. ECHL Hockey, uh, Talia Walleye beat Indy Fuel in overtime 3-2 as Indy Fuel scored uh, with seconds to go regulation. Fort Wayne Comets scored four third period goals to beat Kalamazoo 5-3. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Welcome back. Glad you could join us on Indiana Sports Talk. This is brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. Sign up today, help lives in the future. Anyone can sign up. There are no age limits, no health restrictions to sign up to be an organ donor. Every 10 minutes, someone is added to the donor transplant waiting list. There are more than 1,000 Hoosiers waiting for a life saving organ transplant. And by signing up to be an organ and tissue donor, you can help save eight lives and heal 75 others. Once again, their their important website, driven, the number two, savelives.org. Our congratulations to Indiana Tech. They move on to the NAIA National Tournament Championship game. Once again, Indiana has a chance to win an NAIA National Championship uh, they beat Georgetown. That's a significant win. Georgetown is annually one of the best teams in the NAI. 80-71 to the, follow, the final, taking on another perennial power, the College of Idaho, tomorrow night for the win. So good luck to Indiana Tech. Uh, good luck to the Hoosiers as the, their game continues um, right now with Kent State. And Brad will continue to give you those updates. Um, congratulations to the Boilers on a great season. Didn't end clearly the way they wanted it to, but uh, they, they did a lot of great things, and uh, we wish them the best and sorry that they didn't win. Tomorrow, you know this, you're excited about it. It is semi-state Saturday. We have semi-states all around the state tomorrow, so I know you're out traveling. Be safe Enjoy the games. They're going to be good. Join us tomorrow night on the show after uh, these games at Michigan City for a battle between Fort Wayne, Wayne, and Kokomo starts the day. Second game of the day will feature Penn and Hammond Central. And these are both really solid matchups. Kokomo, uh, Flory Badunga getting the attention that he richly deserves. That's a good – he's a great player. That's a really solid basketball team. 
Uh, Penn has been ranked in the top five the entire season. Hammond Central has just gotten better and better and better. Fort Wayne Wayne uh, has played extremely well uh, throughout the regular season. So this is a wide open, wide open semi-state and uh, should be a whole lot of fun. Also in uh, 4A at Newcastle, Brownsburg will play Jennings County. Followed by Ben Davis and Bloomington North. You may have heard our conversation earlier in the night with Greg Rakestraw. They'll be having that on the IFC Sports Network. Uh, Brownsburg, Jennings County. Brownsburg is a really solid defensive team. Jennings County is a team that likes to shoot the three. Something's got to give in a game like this. The number one ranked and unbeaten Ben Davis Giants playing a very good Bloomington North team. Um, Ben Davis has taken on all comers and has managed to get to this point without losing a game. And so this will be uh, a little bit of a challenge, obviously, for Bloomington North. Elkhart is the site. They're hosting 3A semi-state matchups between Delta and Glenn in game number one. Uh, Northwood will play Dwinger in the second game. Northwood ranked number one. Uh, really a strong favorite uh, by a lot of people to make it to, to Gamebridge Fieldhouse to play for the championship. Also in 3A, at Seymour, Scottsburg will play North Davies. Garen Catholic is matched up with last year's champ, Beach Grove. It's a great story in Beach Grove, won their championship. Um, new coach um, replacing uh, the championship coach. Uh, tough, tough situation for the kids. They have battled through. They've come back. They put themselves in position to defend their title, and it is a tremendous story for those young men. And uh, it, it is a, a Garrett Catholic team, very, very capable. Uh, everyone understands the North Davies story. They won the single-A championship a year ago. Um, they were going to be bumped up to 2A. They chose instead to go to 3A. And uh, to this point, that decision has worked very, very well for them. Uh, it's a very dangerous Scottsburg team. They've had a great, great year. So that's going to be at Seymour. A 2A semi-state at Logansport. 21st century from Gary. Really solid team. Uh, can score the ball. Taking on powerhouse Blackhawk Christian. Uh, you know, guys played for a championship a year ago. They know what's going on. That's their first game. Wapahani will play Lewis Cass in game two. Wapahani. Ranked in the top five literally all year long. Group of seniors who can shoot it and defend. Uh, Lewis Cass, very, very capable team. I, I like this matchup uh, a lot. In 2A, this semi-state is at Southport. I love this matchup. Brownstown Central will play Cecina. Brownstown Central led by uh, Purdue recruit Jack Benter, coached by Jack's uh, father, David. Uh, star at Hanover, star at Brownstown Central. Uh, they're good. They're really good. Cecina uh, is a really solid basketball team. Has beaten good teams to get where they are. Same can be said for Park Heritage. They take on Linton Stockton in the second game. Park Heritage has just been beating all comers. Linton Stockton, uh, situation with Coach Hart. He is out. And uh, these are young guys who are very, very talented. Uh, I love that matchup uh, for a lot of reasons. I think these teams are really, really good. And the uh, 1A championship is semi-state. 
The Lafayette Jefferson features Southwood taking on Fountain Central. And uh, Marquette Catholic will play Couts. Fountain Central playing very, very well. Southwood uh, has come on late and playing real well. The Marquette Catholic-Couts matchup, I think, is an, an even-steven game. And Washington, the Hatchet House, hosting another 1A semi-state. Game one, Indianapolis Lutheran will play Lagodi. Jacksonville will play the Rock Creek Academy in the second game. Those, those are all really, really good matchups. And quite frankly, I'm not sure if there are specific favorites in each of these semi-states. I think they're pretty balanced, uh, and it's going to be fun to see how it unfolds. We had Commissioner Knighty early in, earlier in the show mentioning the crowds uh, from last week. Crowds are fantastic, fantastic, sold-out arenas. Wouldn't be surprised to see some of that same uh, attendance and fever, if you will, uh, coming up tomorrow. All right, Brad, give me a new update on IU. What's happening with IU Kent State right now? Yeah, just about 2.40 to go in the first half of play, and Indiana remains up by now 2, 29-27, as Kent State just scored with two and a half minutes to go. So I think this is a game we all thought was going to be close throughout and uh, one that we thought was going to go to the wire. Kent State, a very good basketball team out of the Mid-American Conference, uh, a team that won the Mid-American Conference Tournament and uh, obviously being a Ball State grad uh, and familiar with. So this is one mm-hmm. I you cannot take easily, and uh, I think it's one that we all thought was going to go to the end, and uh, we'll just have to see how it goes over the next uh, hour and a half or so. And neither team able to get any separation at all. Is that how it's going? Yeah, Indiana had a seven-point lead, and it's just been whittled back down. But, yeah, it's just been uh, – Indiana's led for majority of it. I'm not 100% sure if it's been wire-to-wire so far yet, but uh, Indiana's led for a majority of this first half. It's just uh, kind of been between uh, two and seven, uh, now sitting at four with uh, two minutes to go. That's Brad Hubery's coming up with a scoreboard update in just a few minutes few seconds actually he's going to be ready to go all right um brad thank you we'll come back and talk more basketball once again don't forget to join us tomorrow night a lot of what we're going to be talking about will be semi-states around the state we'll also spend time talking about the ncaa men's basketball tournament and the women's basketball tournament we've got matchups you know iu notre dame uh, in, in action tomorrow uh, on the women's side, a lot of reasons to be excited about tournament basketball in the state of Indiana. Scoreboard update coming up with Brad Huber. We're back on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. And Indiana, late in the first half, has their largest lead of the game, 35-27, 16 seconds to go in the first half over Kent State. Indiana has the basketball with just a few seconds left on the uh, shot clock. So we'll see how this plays out for the last uh, 10 seconds of the first half. Congratulations to Indiana Tech, who is playing for a national championship at the NAIA level. They beat Georgetown, Kentucky, 80-71. 
including a 23-7 run. So Indiana Tech will play College of Idaho, who beat Quads Arizona 73-72 earlier tonight. National Championship tomorrow. And Indiana's lead, just going to halftime, is eight in the locker room. Purdue falling to Fairleigh Dickinson. 63-58. Purdue is 5-26 from beyond the arc in that ball game in that loss for the Purdue Boilermakers, the second ever number one seed to lose to a 16 seed in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Women's NCAA basketball, Notre Dame fighting Irish. No issues with Southern Utah winning 82-56 in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Maddie Westfield had 20 points. They'll play Mississippi State on Sunday afternoon in South Bend. The IU women get underway against Tennessee Tech. Uh, first ever number one seed for the IU women's program. They'll play Tennessee Tech at 11.30 a.m. tomorrow in Bloomington at Assembly Hall. The winner will play Oklahoma State or Miami. That one follows the IU game tomorrow on Monday night in Bloomington for the right to go to Greenville and the Sweet 16. Both Notre Dame and IU could be headed to Greenville for the Sweet 16. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Welcome back. Glad you could join us on Indiana Sports Talk. Brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Brendan King joins me. You know that name. He's the voice of the South Bend Cubs. Baseball starting soon. You know him from his great work on our show. He's going to be with us tomorrow night on the scoreboard update desk. And from our uh, our flagship station, uh, the fan in Indianapolis. Uh, he's done a lot of work there on their midday show. How is spring training going, Brendan King? Coach, spring training has been awesome. And probably, as you can imagine, um, when you're out in Arizona and you're at the field all day and then you're trying to catch up with folks you know and you love and you're reconnecting with some guys they haven't seen in a number of years, you're you're not going to get a lot right. of sleep. So uh, let me say this and, and just preface <laughs> this interview by saying I, I've probably averaged – two to three, four hours of sleep every day this week. Right. And I, I, I might be the only guy that you can talk to to say this. I was asleep until about five minutes to go in Farley Dickinson and Purdue. So you can imagine how shocked I was when I woke up and I saw that score and, and Purdue went down. That's really something. Not as shocked as the uh, Purdue fans were. <laughs> that's Man. that's for sure. <laughs> so, Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, that's that's that. Uh, it, these things happen in tournament play, and so um, always remember, it's going to be hard to win a basketball game if you don't take care of the ball and don't shoot it well. Uh, beyond that, uh, you've got a chance. Ben, those were big issues for the Boilers. So. Um, you know, it's tournament time, and you, you are missing it, but you're out there playing some baseball. Uh, and and the, the cool thing about it is that it won't be long before uh, we're playing baseball. But right now, the month of March now, brother, is basketball, and we're in the middle of it. Yeah, Coach, it's cool because out here in Tempe, you know, Arizona State from the first four, uh, they have marched on. I believe they're leading right. at halftime right now. Um, so, you know, you go out here around Scottsdale and, uh, you know, you see Arizona state students, they're out watching, they're, they're enjoying it. So, you know, you get that perspective plus spring training, you mentioned it. Yeah. I've been, uh, I've been here in Arizona all week getting to catch up with some of our guys with the South Bend Cubs. Pretty cool. We got our rings on Tuesday night. Uh, they are awesome. I'll be sure to send you a little picture of it. Um, but, it, you know, it was nice to have the ring ceremony. The entire team was together. 
for the first time since September, and a bit of a surprise, actually, when we were getting the ring, right. uh, Chicago Cubs president Jed Hoyer walked in the room and then gave a little <laughs> speech to the guys. Right. And the, the speech was a lot about, uh, you know, using this Midwest League championship as a drive to to go win a World Series in Chicago someday. So that was cool. And, um, you know, getting to be at the field and watching the big league games and seeing some of our former guys in South Bend that are now shining on the big club. Nico Horner hit a home run against the Rockies on Tuesday. So overall, Coach, great experience. It's my first time here since before COVID, and um, it's been awesome to see some familiar faces. So super glad I made this trip. And uh, can't, can't wait till April 7th, Coach. That's opening day out in Davenport, Iowa. It'll be here before you know it. <laughs> All right, I'm going to let you run. Brendan King, have fun. Give us a call tomorrow if you get a chance, but thanks for calling in. I'm with you tomorrow, Coach. Can't wait. Ah, thanks so much. Brendan King, thank you so much. Kip Westner from Hoosier Basketball Magazine joins us. Kip, thanks so much for the call. Are you ready for some semi-state action tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm on my way back from Columbus. I heard your uh, interview with Brendan talking about those Purdue fans, and I guess maybe I'm one of them. I, uh, it's interesting about the Big Ten. I was telling a friend of mine that I figured they would win four games, but whether they would win five or six in the first round, right. I wasn't sure. I'm not a sports better, but I might even put the line at four and a half and maybe would have considered right. the under just because – the Big Ten teams have been so up and down, but I don't think anybody would have thought that Purdue was one of those on the L side as opposed to the W side. Now, I guess if IU wins tonight, they will still have five teams that have, would have won in the first right. round out of the eight. But it, it's really bizarre. You look at uh, the Big Ten hasn't had a, a national championship since Izzo in 2000, I think. And I know uh, Bruce Weber right. in Illinois had a good run, but um, – you know college basketball way better than I've ever even considered knowing, but you would think a conference like the Big Ten would uh, be able to do more than what they've done recently. And I guess there's still uh, four or five teams that could make a, an impressive run this year, but for these Purdue fans, it's got to be kind of gloom and doom, don't you think? I would think so. I was going to ask you, what was the mood in the building while this is all going on? And uh, it had to be one of gloom and doom because the Boilers couldn't shoot it and couldn't take care of it. I thought their young guards got exposed badly by the Fairleigh Dickinson guards. And the other part of it is when you have open threes and can't make them, you're not going to win. Well, yeah, the the atmosphere in the crowd was was really an incredible uh venue and it's kind of you know i know it's like their hockey arena and it's it's not a big overwhelming uh you know stadium arena so it, you're right on the action and it was it was a neat atmosphere for an ncaa game i don't i don't think you expect that type of back and forth play when it's uh 16 versus one i will give you one tidbit that i uh as i was keeping track of uh, what was going on in the first half between the media timeout, uh, second and third, Purdue had outscored Fairleigh Dickinson by seven points. Similarly, in the second half, between the second and third media timeout, Fairleigh Dickinson outscored Purdue by seven points. So I guess the moral of the mm-hmm. story is if you're, and you have a nip and tuck back and forth game, if you're going to put together a little run, you want to do it in the second half because it seemed like, like you're saying, once Purdue got down a little bit, 
their shots weren't falling, and uh, they really did a good job of kind of denying Edie because when Edie got the ball, he was uh, very impressive inside. I think he had 21 points and 15 rebounds. But if you can't get him the ball, then that makes it uh, more difficult. So, yeah, I'm uh, just passing Newcastle. I'm on my way back, and that made me think of Indiana high school basketball. So I know we got a big day tomorrow, but uh, have to turn the page on uh, Purdue Boilermakers until next year. But uh, I'm going to be seeing some 2A, 2A basketball tomorrow. I'm going to Logansport in the morning, which I think will mm-hmm. be really incredible. And then I'm going to Southport in the evening, assuming um, that the travel works out, and uh, we'll see how the matchups pair. But a uh, Linton Brownstown Central would be must see uh, event. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I'm sure Sassina and Park Heritage have something to say about that as well. So you can't, when you're a media person, you can put together your perfect plan, but that doesn't always work <laughs> out. Uh, I will say, though, about that uh, 21st century and Fort Wayne Blackhawk, you know, that's two just outstanding teams uh, with loaded um, individual play. This uh, Sage Stefton uh, from um, Fort Wayne Blackhawk and Josh First, they're both averaging close to 20 a game, and they've got a sophomore, right. 6'8 sophomore named Kellen Pickett that was really good in the regional. And they're big. It's Pickett six eight, and uh, those other two are six four, six five. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how the quickness of Fort or twenty um, first century, because that Williamson, he's on the front cover of the Hoosier basketball magazine, and he's got a good uh, supporting cast with Moss, who is a four year varsity player, and Floyd, and they were uh, in the semi state or last year uh, lost to Lafayette Central Catholic, so in Class one A. So that first game at uh, Logansport is is just going to be really a, a barn burner, I'm, I'm guessing. And then I've seen the Wapahani team a few times, and you know they've only lost one game since the opening night of the season. And Lewis Cass, uh, Tyson Goods had an outstanding career. So both of those games at Logansport and the Berry Bowl will be um, really thrilling. Also Lafayette Jeff, uh, Chris from my staff, uh, Simic will be there, and Chuck DeMoss and Dale Lawrence is going to be at the 4A. Uh, up north with uh, Kokomo and Fort Wayne, Fort Wayne Wayne, and then that uh, Hammond Central pin game will be outstanding as well. What's uh, Hammond Central's? I got one loss. Should be a great day. All right, Kip, be safe. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. Thanks for the call. Sounds great. Thank you, Bob. You're welcome. Thank you. Scoreboard update. Last one of the night coming up with Brad Huber on Indiana Sports Talk. Halftime in Albany, New York, and Indiana has their largest lead of the game. They lead Kent State 35-27. Trace Jackson Davis and Race Thompson both have 10 points apiece. As that game is in the locker room, the winner of that game will get either uh, will get Miami of Florida on Sunday. Uh, let's look ahead to tomorrow's schedule. College basketball, Indiana State Sycamores and the College Basketball Invitational in Daytona Beach, Florida. will play USC Upstate. That's a noon tip-off tomorrow. The NAIA National Championship game, Indiana Tech, who beat Georgetown, Kentucky, 80-71 tonight, will play College of Idaho tomorrow night for the National Championship. 
Also, Division I NCAA Women's Tournament in Bloomington, Indiana tomorrow. The first-ranked Indiana Hoosiers, the one seed in the Greenville 2 region, will play Tennessee Tech. That's 11.30 a.m. tip-off on ESPN2. Following that will be the 8-9 game. Miami of Florida and Oklahoma State, the winners, will play on Monday night in Bloomington. The Pacers back in action after a big win in Milwaukee last night. They will host the Philadelphia 76ers tomorrow night and then arrive for a game in hockey. Fort Wayne Comets will be at the Indy Fuel uh, Racing this weekend. Doubleheader in Atlanta. The Camping World or the Craftsman Truck Series and the Xfinity Series tomorrow afternoon. Cup Series on Sunday. The 12 Hours of Sebring for IMSA. One of the crown jewel events. A lot of IndyCar guys in that field beginning 10 a.m. in Sebring, Florida. All the way until 10 p.m. We can start on Peacock and the second half of the race will be on USA Network. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Brad Huber, run through that schedule for me tomorrow. Now we've got what we have. We have a lot going on tomorrow, so I don't want to miss it. We know we've already talked to everyone about semi-state action around the state, and we encourage you to join us tomorrow night for that. But uh, College basketball schedule is what tomorrow? Yeah, we'll have the CBI, the College Basketball Invitational for the right. Indiana State Sycamores. I should also mention, I forgot to mention, uh, Southern Indiana, the Screaming Eagles will also play tomorrow in the College Basketball right. Invitational. Right. But Indiana State, USA Upstate, noon in Daytona Beach, Florida. I know we talked to Luke about that. And how about Indiana Tech? This is a great story. Uh, coming from behind to beat Georgetown, Kentucky tonight, they'll play for a NAIA National Championship against College of Idaho tomorrow night. So best of luck to them. And then the Indiana uh, Hoosiers on the women's side will play Tennessee Tech tomorrow at 11.30 to kick off their NCAA tournament for the first time in program history. A number one seed for Coach Morin and the Hoosiers. The winner of that will get Miami of Florida and Oklahoma State on Monday. So a lot of basketball, college and high school tomorrow across the state. Always a very, very fun time. Nothing like March here in central Indiana. No, you're you're hundred percent it's even though, you know, it is March and our grandson's birthday's today, minus uh I don't know, mine's the twenty third, so whatever day next week that is, you can tell how excited I, <laughs> I am about it. I believe that's uh, uh, Thursday. But, uh, Third, you know, days like tomorrow are the days when my wife does get somewhat testy with her husband because I, I'm I won't I'm not doing anything tomorrow. I'm watching ball. There you go. Is you know that's yeah that's that's I try to explain. Um, you know, I make a living at basketball. I have since I was 22, and so in some form or another, either coaching it or talking about it, uh, I've, I've been fortunate to be able to have that opportunity, and so. I need to be in front of that TV. So, um, are you getting that IHSA but, package know, that Greg was talking about earlier? Um, yeah, I'll be. I'm going to watch. I absolutely. Um, yeah, I've got to watch that because I think I really, really think there's some tremendously even, balanced, whatever term you want to use, uh, venues. I, I think so. I think they're. I think they're really. Good. And then they should be. And as Greg and I said on the pairing show to begin the tournament it was it was a balanced field you know ben davis might have you know they have gone ahead and put together a, a phenomenal season obviously in 4a but beyond 4a you got the feeling 
that there were no real dominant teams. I mean, Northwood has, you know, been atop the 3A poll for quite a bit, and and, uh, they're very, very good. You know, Linton Stockton uh, in 2A has had a tremendous run. Uh, You know, Brownstown Central's been at or near the top of polls. Um, You know, single A has been, you know, Bloomfield until they just got beat. So, uh, yeah, I think you have some really compelling matchups um, along the way. And then clearly, uh, looking ahead to next Saturday, it should be the tremendous state championships. Yeah, it'll be a great way always is to end the month of March at Gamebridge Fieldhouse, crown four state champions next week. It'll be interesting uh, for this new format this year for the first time in the having right. to win two right. games in the semi-state versus just the one, whereas you used to have to play two in the regional, one in the semi-state, now it's flip-flop. So we got some compelling matchups, not only in the morning session, Uh but then uh, in the evening session, too, when we crown semi-state champions and see who will uh, come here to Indianapolis to play for a state championship next Saturday. All right, I know you're a huge gearhead, so tell me about racing. NASCAR in Atlanta this weekend, the truck series and the Xfinity series will race tomorrow. The cup series on Sunday. Atlanta is different than it used to be all those years. It's now like a super speedway like Daytona and Talladega. So a lot of pack racing and uh, could see an upset winner in all three series this weekend in Atlanta. Brad Huber. Great night tonight, Brad. Thank you so much for all you do. Thank you, coach. Coming up final break, final thoughts. This is network. Indiana's Indiana sports talk. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Semi-states tomorrow. Just run through them again. Make sure you know where you're going, what you're going to see. Should be a lot, a lot of fun, quite frankly. 4A at Michigan City. Fort Wayne Wayne will play Kokomo in the game one. Penn will play Hammond Central in the second game. At Newcastle, also in 4A, Brownsburg will play Jennings County in game one followed by the Ben Davis-Bloomington-North matchup, a 3A battle at Elkhart. Delta will play Glenn in the first game, followed by Northwood's matchup with Fort Wayne Bishop-Dwinger at Seymour in 3A. Scottsburg will play North Davies in the first game, followed by the Garen Catholic-Beach Grove matchup, Beach Grove the defending champs in 3A. North Davies, the defending champs in single A. 2A battle at uh, Logansport, 21st century. will play Blackhawk Christian in the first game. Wapahani is matched up with Lewis Cass in game number two. So, again, that's uh, at Logansport in uh, semi-state action uh, tomorrow. Uh, also tomorrow, 1A battle at Lafayette Jefferson. Southwood will play Fountain Central in Game 1, followed by the Marquette Catholic-Couts matchup. And at Washington, also in single A, Indianapolis Lutheran will play Lagodi. Jacksonville and Rock Creek Academy in the second game. We'll have eight teams coming to Indianapolis next Saturday to play in the championship. Uh, obviously, we'll talk about these tomorrow night. Um, our continued um, um, discussion, basketball, we're about to run out. Uh, so tomorrow night we're going to talk about semi-states and get ready for the championship. Big week next week. You got the Hall of Fame induction ceremony on Wednesday night. 
on the south side of Indianapolis. And congratulations to everyone who's uh, being inducted. Appreciate that. <coughs> Excuse me. Also, next week, uh, as in anticipation for it, you know, it starts with the induction ceremony on Wednesday. You got the uh, the luncheon uh, for all the participating teams, the final eight teams. Um, I've had a chance to be a part of that program for quite a while. Honored to be able to interview the coaches and some of the players uh, for that particular event. And then uh, you toss it up and get after it on Saturday morning and Saturday night. So it's it's fun. And in the background, so to speak, got the NCAA tournament. So hopefully the Hoosiers can hang on and beat Kent State and, and move on. I want to wish everybody at Indiana Tech the best of luck. Uh, Possibly another Indiana team winning an NAI national championship. That's great. USI and Indiana State in the CBI tournament tomorrow. Uh, we got a lot going on. Women, uh, IU's women's, Notre Dame's women, all basketball, all fun. My thanks to... Brad Huber, Sam Fritz, great job as always. Thanks to our great stations around the state to bring you the show every Friday and Saturday night. Thanks to all of you for making this the most listened to sports talk show in the state's history. It is the history-making, legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.